Episode 21, yes, winner with a chicken dinner. This is a yep. significant one we see. And it would be remiss of us not to celebrate the number 21 and make this a very 21-centric show. So we're going with. That's what we're doing. We're going with the <laughs> number 21, it. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. We'll even try to keep the show at a duration of 21. Uh, yep. And we always know we start with a fun fact, Ty. And, uh, Slide it over to you to give us another fun fact today. All right, I've got you. So, the number 21, right, is a what they call a triangle number. Now, what does that mean? Well, a triangle number is that it is the sum of the first six whole numbers, meaning to say that 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 equals 21. And that's why it's called a triangle number. Mm. I hope our big vibe listeners are doing the math in their head and trying to work it out. But check, fact check me, fam. 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6, 21. The math is actually mathing today. Uh, I'm very impressed with that. As someone that's not the greatest in mathematics, I find that (laughs) freaking interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, We sent out a question this week asking what was on your wish list from your 21st or what was the notable um, part of your 21st? And some of the responses was um, that someone had got a flight ticket for their 21st for a trip overseas, which is nice. incredible. I hope it was a fantastic holiday. Um, another one was to get a key to the house. We see it as uh, almost the, the graduation, if you will, into adulthood, as well as someone getting a car. For their 21st birthday. Uh, nice. What was your 21st birthday like? I, I know the answer, but I'll ask it anyway and give you a oh. Okay, so you were there. You were there at my 21st. And, um, oh, my 21st was cringe, man. Oh, man. I, I think I was, maybe I still am, but I was a cringe human being in, a few years ago. But anyway, so my 21st, two reasons that it was cringe. The first one is that um, you can blame the booze, but I don't know if it was the booze, but... I was, um, in Afrikaans, you call it drog verdriet. I was uh, emotional. I was crying about an ex-girlfriend. I was fighting with my dad about said ex-girlfriend. I was accusing him of not understanding what heartbreak is. I was telling him he doesn't even love me and he doesn't have any sympathy for me. And that's not even the most cringe memory that I have of my 21st. But what my, my biggest cringe is that, um, so we did it at the Chicago Piano Bar. And it was a, it was a themed party. It was supposed to be Gatsby. Hmm. And I just, sometimes I see pictures much to my dismay or I look back at it and I was wearing like tan chino pants and a multicolored checkered, maybe the tones were kind of like pink, purple, reddish, this very strange shirt. And then a white fedora. Um, so not my finest, but so not only is it a poor fashion choice, but also how is that Gatsby? Oh, I want to try to find a picture. We can put it in as an overlay, but oh my God. Oh. So that's, it was a great time, but oh my God. It was. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, it was such a great time. Uh, man's Yours? a fashion killer, bruh. Man's a fashion killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not my... talk about it. Let's talk about yours. My 21st was, was great. Um, a lot of bevies that were being had. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, if everyone knows, Greenside was the, the party strip 
of, of Joburg. And um, as such, I had my 21st at Topo and we had then decided this party's not going to end here. We need to move it to the next location. So we had gone from Topo to, I think it was called Mama's, to continue the celebrations. Um, mm-hmm. But what was the standout of my 21st was that I had put the bowl for the drinks that were supposedly on other people. So everyone always likes to buy a shot or a drink for someone saying, oh, come on, it's on me. It's for your birthday. Yeah. And yeah, shots were literally on me at the end of the night. (laughs) Uh, It was, yeah, it was memorable. It was fun though. It was really fun. And apologies get to have any of the champagne that I'd bought. So once we had gone to the next venue, people had run away with, I think we had about eight bottles of champagne. Some and friends. Not one drop of champagne was had. But we have our memories. We're doing podcasts yeah, with, yeah. with people these days. You know, we, we move on. People that, bygones are bygones. People that didn't, people that didn't pay for their drinks because i believe i was one of those people that, that didn't, <laughs> didn't i didn't take a bottle of i'm assuming it was jc larue i didn't take a bottle of your jc larue but i did i i i think that knowing myself and my questionable fashion choices and the cringe human being i was <laughs> i'm pretty sure that i'm part of the people that left you with that so that's my bad fam i got i i get you back next time i see you i get but, you you know in return i got a podcast so was it all that bad was, was it, it though? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> that leads us into the, the history of celebrating your 21st. And I found an article on historicuk.com. And it's titled, The 21st Birthday Key of the Door. So they have a saying, I've got the keys to the door, never been 21 before. So goes the old song. But why is a person's 21st birthday so special? Well, the key to the door signified the reaching of adulthood, like you mentioned, and the independence that brought that was brought with it. So, of course, it's not so significant these days as the age of majority of the UK was revised down to 18, similar to kind of the Western standard. Um, and the representation of the people act in the same year simply reduced the voting age from 21 to 18. But we do see it as the kind of the age at which you have now um, grown into an adult. You are able to make very significant decisions in life. Part of the Marriage Act of 1753 declared that anyone under the age of 21 needed the consent of their parents or guardians to marry. Indeed, clergymen would be liable to 14 years transportation should they be caught marrying underage couples. Hey, uh, those clergymen. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 21 became the age of majority. It says here, 21 is a successful age for people to be, have been dubbed a knight in their own night back in the day. Okay. And yeah. Essentially we've seen it become kind of the, the norm and the standard for people to celebrate their lives and okay. walk into this newfound independence that they've adulthood seen, or whatever. Um, yeah that they've since gained. Um, what do you think? Do you think you're an adult in South Africa? It's 18. We become adults. I think, what do you think? Do you think you're more of an adult at 18 or 21 or here we are reaching? I think you already, you've already knocked on the 30 door. Oof. I'm knocking on that door. When do you feel like you become an adult? I would say around 25, actually, I'd say 25. You've got a good understanding of who you are as a person. You've also got, 
quite a bit of lived experience under your belt. And this is more often than not the time after um, university, if you've okay. gone or chosen to study or if you've been working for a number of years. Now you're at the level where I've got to start paying bills. I'm taking rent into yeah. consideration. I'm starting to plan my life now in terms of where I see myself being in the next 5, 10, 15 years. I think a lot okay. of the decisions start um, centering around the age 25. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I'm around the same. Uh, I think 18, you're just dumb. You're just allowed to drink. That's all. Uh, 21, <laughs> yeah. I think you think you're an adult. Mm. I mean, look, this is all generalization, right? I think often you can be forced to become an adult at a lot younger age based on circumstance and stuff. But yeah, I would say for me personally, I think I started to feel grown when I was like 25. I still sometimes go through phases of like, oh, damn, I really am an adult. But yeah, I'd say 25. <laughs> <laughs> 25 is a good shot. But I think being able to make key decisions should be, yeah, I'd say around 21 sounds about right when you should be able to start deciding certain things. So, yeah, okay, I guess that history got that one right. Yeah, yeah, 100% there. And, um, oh, I, I'd be remiss if I don't speak about 21, um, not only in the general societal lived experience, but also in sports. So I found a few interesting things here relating to the number 21. So in sports, 21 is a variation of street basketball in which each player, of which there can be a number, uh, plays for himself, so they're not part of a team. And the name comes from the requisite number of baskets. Uh, okay. In three-on-three -three basketball games, branded three-by-three, three, the game ends by rule once either team has reached 21 points. Okay. In badminton and in table tennis, uh, with table tennis, this was before 2001, 21 points was required to win a game. Nice. And I thought uh, it would be nice to come up with a game of our own here. So, 21, we also know that Arsenal, after the dramatic win, um, are nearly 20 <laughs> years to, well, since they've won uh, the Premier League. Yeah. So, taking that into consideration, I wanted to set up a, a little challenge for, for Tyler here, and that okay. was to... Create a five-a-side team using the current roster of Arsenal players that added up to the number 21. So you can, or yeah, equal to 21 rather. So you can add player numbers, you can minus player numbers, divide, okay. multiply, whatever it is. But the goal was to have five players and have their shirt number equal to yeah. 21. Okay, so I, I did this. I just want to say that uh, to all the United fans out there, 21 is indeed a, you can multiply seven to get Ooh. to the number 21. Oh. Uh, so there's your <laughs> shout outs, Man United. Um, <laughs> okay, so my team that I made. Oh, and listeners, Tev has made a team as well. Tasty Tev has made his own team. He wanted to, he made a team out of uh, Man City, five-a-side, and then we want you to vote which of these two teams would win in a five-a-side game. Okay, yeah. so my, my team is Zinchenko, who is number 35. Minus number 12, which is Saliba. So obviously those are my two defenders. Nice. So then 35 minus 12, which is Saliba, is 23. Minus 8 for Odegaard. Nice. Gives you a total of 15. Uh -huh. Plus 7 for Saka. 
Okay. And then you're on 22, minus one for Ramsdale in goal. So my team is Ramsdale, hmm. Zinchenko, Saliba, Odegaard, and Saka. I think that's good balance for those people that understand football. If you're listening and you want to vote uh, for the right person, that's who you vote for. Tev, what's your team? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my team um, is made up of number 31 in goal. That's Edison, known with... Known for his great uh, ability with his feet. I will minus 14 from that. That's Laporte, who's also a good ball-playing defender. Um, so that leaves me with 17. I would minus 17, and that's Kevin De Bruyne, ultimately or arguably one of the greatest midfielders currently. That leaves me at zero. I'll then add the number 47 for Phil Foden, generational talent who's really good in tight spaces. So we've got Foden up there. And then I'm minus 26 for the Algerian King Mares, who is a baller of note. So I have a lot of balance. Tyler might argue that I don't have <laughs> as many defensive players in the team. But it's five aside. We know how well fluidity um, can come into consideration here. So... If you know ball and if you have good ball knowledge, you're going to vote for my team. But let us know. So, <laughs> name, your, name, your, name your five again from your back my to five, front. My five is Edison in goal, Laporte at the back. He's partnered by Kev in the middle. I've got Foden and Mares. Okay, so that team would go up against Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Saliba, Odegaard, and Saka. So viewers, we know vote. We'll... We know who's winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viewers, well, okay. viewers, viewers vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments of, of this video as well as Instagram, TikTok, every, yeah, every one of our, our pages. We're going to post and, it out there, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a follow-up question and you guys let us know exactly who you think. And even give us a scoreline if, you, if you're that brave. If yeah, you're feeling but... brazen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, when we think about the number 21, um, one of the notable um, considerations we have is for Blackjack. Blackjack 21, yep. winner, winner, chicken dinner. Blackjack is the sophisticated uh, card game where um, the whole point is try to try and get to 21. Um, yep. So I did a little digging into this, into the history of Blackjack. And I found an article on Rainbow Casino that read um, the history of blackjack and the origins. It says here, the origin of blackjack is still debated, but the most popular belief is that it originated in French casinos around the 1700s due to its mention in Cervantes' novel Don Quixote. I might not be okay. pronouncing that correctly, but that's the late 16th century, early 17th century. The, then the game was referred to as Vint et Un, which translates to 21 in French. And another belief is that the Romans played this game or something similar using wooden blocks. Due to its popularization in the 18th century, casinos and other gambling houses started to offer special bets to draw more people to the game. A notable special bet is the 10 to 1 odds of a player having a black jack, the jack of spades or clubs with an ace. Okay. This is where the name we know today originated. And although... As casinos gradually removed the special bet, the name Blackjack remained. Nice, nice. If Ruben's listening, so, we know that he's a Blackjack fan. Yo, so, a king. A king. The king himself. 
<laughs> he's honestly one of um, the greatest there is uh, when it comes to blackjack. And we can't speak blackjack, gambling, betting without noting some of the winnings that we've we've seen across um, the, the decades. Past, yeah. So I'm going to give you a top six of the biggest winnings that I found yeah. online. The first, uh, number six, is Shoeless Joe, who won $1.5 million. Story of the mystery man, Shoeless Joe, is one of the rags to riches, literally. He got his nickname after entering his casino barefoot in 1995. He was homeless after his wife had kicked him out and left with nothing but a $300 security check, which he decided to put towards a game of blackjack and won $1.5 million. Uh, number five, Dana W won two million. Dana White, um, probably the higher in this list with a much bigger win if the casino hadn't kept him at two million. Uh, White is no stranger to incredible blackjack wins and controversy. In the past, he's been denied winnings and banned with accusations of card counting. Jeez, um, okay. But after his ban, he was allowed to return in 2014 by a new casino manager where he won a pool of two million dollars. Ken Yu won $4.5 million. He's always nice. referred to as the king of blackjack strategy, and he surely earned that title. Not only created the first ever blackjack team, but has also a mastered mathematical strategies that helped him win the game consistently. Um, in Dope. the 70s and 80s, he led his own team around various casinos in the U.S., where they bet as high as 12000 Dollars per hand. His team is believed to have won 4.5 million. It's one of the first big blackjack wins. That's uh, big we money. see Don Jay in third position with 15.1 million. Yep. Don Johnson as um, a millionaire CEO of Heritage Development. He had no problem placing large bets. It says here that his success at blackjack even led to a Netflix U. S documentary titled The Player's Secrets of Vegas Whale in 2014. Mm. So you guys can go and have a look at that. In second position, we have Kerry P, who won $40 million. In 1991, Australian businessman Kerry Packer stepped into the casino and left with $7 million thanks to Blackjack. But this isn't the most extraordinary win on his list. He got $40 million in less than an hour at a Las Vegas MGM wow. Grand. Uh, his winning strategy was played was playing eight hands simultaneously on the same table and betting a massive two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on each round. Jeez! Unlike any other wins on this list, Packers' win didn't take months but mere minutes. After just forty minutes of blackjack, he cashed out an astounding forty million dollars. Jeez! And then top spot goes to the MIT Blackjack team, who won an estimated value between 50 million and 100 million dollars this is the wow. mit blackjack team a group of students from mit harvard and other institutions they use sophisticated mathematical strategies like card counting to beat the casinos at blackjack um, led by bill kapland and operated for multiple years with around 80 members um, this is based on the movie if you've seen it 21 where we have still got to see that yeah oh it's a brilliant movie it's like a, a mathematical genius who's able to um they have this system where a certain number is given a phrase and by knowing the phrase they'd be able to count exactly um or tell what the count is 
Sure. Um, so this team has managed to garner up a total of, yeah, around 50 to $100 million. Nice. Were they arrested or anything? They were arrested. They were arrested. Ray. I'm not going to give out too many details to it because I want you guys to go and see the movie. Once yeah. you've seen the movie, let me know what your thoughts are. But I thought it was actually brilliant. Sounds good. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. It makes you want to go and play in the casino, man. Hey, I always want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and in still keeping with the, the theme of 21, um, I thought I'd change things um, a little this year or this episode rather by doing a wholesome retro moment and focusing okay. on songs that have turned 21 years old this year. So some of these are quite notable hits. Um, others we might not have known about. Uh, the first of these lists, which is an article by Musical Mum, you guys can find it, titled 20 of the Greatest Songs from 2002. Yes, sir. The first sir. of this list is Dilemma by Nelly. Mm -hmm. I think we all remember that. Texting his girl <laughs> on Excel. <laughs> that is a wonderful fact that I don't think a lot of people know. Go watch a music video, guys. You'll be astounded by the sheer sure nerve of Kelly to get angry by <laughs> not having Nelly respond to her when she contacted on Excel. <laughs> the scientist by Coldplay. We have Without Me by Eminem. Hey. A notable hit. Foolish by Ashanti. Thick beat. Uh, Freak, like, Freak Like Me by the Sugar Babes. I'm not too sure of that one. We have Work It by Missy Elliott. It's a banger. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and the fact that she was actually saying that in reverse is still yeah. sounding. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Credit to Timberland and Missy over there. We have uh, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Why don't okay. you Complicated, man? Yeah. Uh, number eight, No One Knows by the Queens of Stone Age. We got Heart in Here by Nelly. Major Look by Nas. Lose Yourself, I think probably the most recognizable song on this list by Eminem. Yep. Gangsta Loving by Eve and Alicia Keys. A Thousand Miles, the soundtrack to, I think, a lot of the 90s babies that have watched White Chicks by Vanessa yes. Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this Okay. <laughs> Drive Me a River by Justin Timberlake. Also a hit. Hey, Heartbreak a Hotel. Oof. Oof. Uh, Oof. He went. Justin Timberlake went through it, feels, man. He was so deep in the field there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> quality. I Need a Girl by P. Diddy. Clocks by Coldplay. The Rising by Bruce Springsteen. You Don't Have to Call by Usher. Do You Realize by The Flaming Lips and number 20 is A Moment Like This by Kelly Clarkson. Sure. Nice one. Nice There's one. Some throwbacks there, man. Wow. Yeah, no, there's some really cool tracks on there. Like I was saying, I think uh, you realize 21 years ago, well, we we were like young when we were jamming to those mm -hmm. songs then. Yeah. Nine oh, years old. Nine? Eight, nine years old, jamming to songs like that. I mean, what did I know about Cry Me a River at nine years old? What? <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes I look back at myself and I'm like, you're not serious, fam. Like, Who allowed me to be this invested in this music, man? Oh, you don't have man. To Chubby eight-year-old me. I need a girl to run, run, run. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're my wife. Come on, man. Oh, shit. 
What a time, what a time, man. Nice one. We've done really well in this episode. Um, this was very short and sweet. Yeah. Packed, jam-packed with lots of facts, lots of fun. And uh, we just want to give thanks to all of you guys that have been part of the journey. Don't forget to let us know about overall winner of our five-a-side teams. Yeah, we'll turn well. it into a, a reel or something. I'll turn it into some content that we can actually push straight replies. Nice, nice. Looking forward to seeing all the feedback there. Don't forget to follow us on our various social channels you can find below. And we will see you guys at the next one, episode 22 away. Next week. Yeah, see you see then, you guys. guys then. Cheers. Bye bye.